and back to our conversation with Dub Gillum, Texas Highway Patrol. Again, thank you for your service. I got to get the nickname. Your first, your real first name is not Dub. It is. It's Earl. E A R L. Earl Gillum Jr. And that's it. And how did Dub you get Dub out of that? How did is Dub is like W? Or is that what it is? No, sir. There's no W in my name. My granddad was fishing when I was born, and he came back one know where Dub was. So eventually it grew into double trouble as a young man, but uh, <laughs> I, I outgrew that, obviously. And, and But that's that's where it came from. So it's just D-U-B, and that nickname is stuck through the years. Isn't that funny? Yeah, it's like it my real name is John Joseph. My dad was the same, and his nickname was Jay, and I was called Little Jay, and now it's just Jay. So uh, I, I want to thank you for your service, and I really, really appreciate you coming and talk about this. You know, you pulled over a guy who was speeding there's nothing to indicate that was anything crazy happening i remember doing car stops and you would try to be on your game every moment of every time you know do things check the trunk everything else keep an eye walk slowly look at the back seat everything else especially the flashlight at night and no matter what you do sometimes if you let down your guard just a little bit there's that guy there's that guy and he and he's he's a nobody And this guy pulls out a semi-automatic weapon. Hey, officer, what's the problem? And starts firing immediately. Well, John, he he was a wanted felon, by the way. Had seven felony warrants the night I stopped him. Had a long history of assaulting other officers as well. And a meth addict. And 26 hours later, by the way, he was shot and killed in a shootout with Fort Worth Tactical Canine Unit, where he killed a canine, a beautiful shepherd. And, but he was shot multiple times and died at the scene. So he is gone. You know, there, there were consequences for his actions, and, and, and he paid for those. And so sometimes I'm, I'm a little remiss about telling what happens to him. But, you know, he was a bad guy. And when we talk to other officers, when you train, you train for these people, the one percenters, the ones that are deadly, that have no soul, that don't care about who we are as people. Uh, they have a hate for the uniform and the badge and authority in general, and so. And they know, are the would, minority. They're not they, even absolutely. the people we deal with daily are they're having bad moments. The vast majority of people, they might be mad, they might be upset, they might be angry at time. They're usually not threats, but it's like a very small percentage of people, and those are the ones that that inflict the most damage. Yes, sir. Yeah, they're the they're the reason we have more than a hundred officers on that memorial wall every year. And that's who we have to train for and gear for. And, and yes, they are a minority, but they're the ones that we're dealing with because that's our job. We deal with those bad people. And he didn't want to go to prison. And, you know, it was known that he was going to shoot anybody that tried to arrest him. And unbeknownst to me that night, you know, he was driving a pickup to a person that wasn't wanted. And so there were no bells and whistles going off that time. And, he turned out to be uh, pretty bad, but he did pay for his actions. He, he made the choices he made. Yes, sir. And uh, that's another thing that uh, oftentimes I take exception to with the news media. They'll, they'll go with the last part of the incident first in the headlines. Police officer shoot and kills man. They don't talk about the choices that that person made before. Uh, right. All the crimes this person did before. He knew he was wanted. He had a drug problem. And he had a decision, and he made a decision, that he was not going to go back to jail. And he's going to use whatever force necessary and didn't care. And he, that's the reason why he died. It wasn't because of the police officer. Exactly. He chose exactly. that. He chose yeah. that course of action. There's consequences that, you know, 
and in this day and age, you and I both know we have a social media civil war, and part of that is against police officers. Yes, it is. And it's to make us look bad under any light that they can shine, and that's not the case. That's that's uh, you know the exception. It's not the rule. I'm and I'm glad you mentioned the uh, canine. That uh, oftentimes people don't realize that even though I never worked in canine, the bond we have with uh, our, our, our furry officers, and uh, that includes our mounted, our horses as well. well and they're family. They're part of the family, for sure. And, you know, we rely on them to, to help keep us safe. We rely on our side partners, the, the people next to us. And in your case, an innocent bystander who happened to be in the neighborhood saw what was going on and took action. Right. And may have saved your life by doing that. Well, he did, and he and I became friends, and he was even given a director's award after that for protecting me from oncoming traffic. So he's a friend I still have. I call friend to this day. His name was Greg Chapman, and uh, he was awesome. And Argo was the name of the shepherd, and you can look Argo up in the Canine Hall of Fame. And Argo, unfortunately, had been brought out of retirement uh, to go in and track this individual down that shot me. And so uh, the the officer with Fort Worth that had Argo was also shot and saved by his vest. And he, he and I and his family had become very close friends. He, his name was C.B. Thompson, Brad Thompson with Fort Worth, and he retired last year. But you talk about a hero. Man had uh, two Medal of Valors and was a canine handler and trainer for Fort Worth PD. And so, you know, those guys stood up and stepped up the next night because the the same man that open fired on me open fired on them in a uh, in a wooded area on a rainy night and that canine Argo alerted them to this suspect and who then open fired on them. So the dogs saved those officers lives as well while taking took three rounds and died the next day so there's a couple of heroes for you right there absolutely and they are among us and and you would not know you could be in a grocery store getting you know some hamburger and and the man or woman in line in front of you they may be a first responder they may be a military veteran they may just be like your friend who helped save your life that night there are heroes among us and we have a lot of heroes that, that work in law enforcement and they don't get the, the credit and appreciation for what they do, and their families certainly don't get it. And they don't, they don't look for it either, John, but, you know, they're, they're angels among us. And, you know, they just go about with a service-oriented heart. They just want to serve and live happily ever after in the same community as everybody else. And that's, you know, what it's all about. We don't know they're out there, but... Thank God they're out there. Well, Dub, you got about one year left before you retire and find your next mission. I'm sure you're going to stay busy. We're running out of time. What's the quick message you would like to leave to people listening? Oh, appreciate your life. Build your testimony with the test that you've been given, you know, and, and shout those out and be a positive influence on other people, you know, and it's, it's your perspective on life can either be your power or it can be your poison. And I always say, life gives you lemons, make lemonade. You know, that's, that's been my mantra because of this. I mean, you can be negative or you can be positive. And, and the mind is a powerful tool. But, you know, God gives you just one life. 
so appreciate it and live it the best you can. Every moment you can. And the one thing that I have, I'll, I'll add with this, is that the one item I have that I cannot replace is time. So uh, when I, I try to, to not allow myself to spend five, ten minutes of a day wallowing in misery, anxiety, fear, or anger, because that's time I can never get back. Dub Gillum, Absolutely. thank you so very much for your service and for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. John Jay, I'm humbled to be in your presence and for your interview, and I thank you, and God bless you, and God bless our military and law enforcement out there, and God bless America. When you have a chance, be sure to go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com, and download our free mobile app. We have a version for your Android and iPhone devices. It's 100% free. Get it at lawenforcementtoday.com. The Law Enforcement Today radio show has grown so much and so rapidly, we now have two Facebook pages. You can do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today radio show. That's a new page. Be sure to click like when you get there and follow. In addition, we have our main page, which is Law Enforcement Today. So do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today and be sure to click like and follow that one as well. Like I said, we've got two Facebook pages now. So when you have a chance, if you haven't done so already, the easiest way to keep up with all the news and updates regarding the Law Enforcement Today radio show Also, a great way to interact and contact me is to like and follow our Facebook page. Do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. One of the questions I get all the time, what is your show all about? And it's not what most people would think. We feature police officers, law enforcement officers, active, retired, spouses, family members, and supporters talking about their experiences from their point of view. If you want to be a guest on the show or you know someone who'd be a great guest, we'd love to hear from them, and we'd accommodate them from anywhere. It doesn't matter where they are. Yeah. So just contact us. The easiest way is go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com, the contact us tab. Send an email to me, j at lawenforcementtoday.com or robert at lawenforcementtoday.com. You can also send a message via Facebook. We're all over this thing called the World Wide Web, Instagram and all that stuff too. Don't go anywhere. We've got another great guest heading our way in a few moments on Law Enforcement Today. Call right now to see how the new tax laws can help you. Plus, right now, we'll waive the consultation fee and give you a free tax savings report. Attention business owners, the self-employed, and W-2 workers. Make this free call to the tax doctor now and learn how to take advantage of the new tax laws that may help you pay the IRS less. 800-663-5107. 800-663-5107. That's 800-663-5107. We all know that law enforcement, first responders, and military have dangerous jobs. They see and experience traumas that most can't even imagine. And all too often, that takes a toll leading to substance abuse, PTSD, and co-occurring mental health disorders. Transformations Treatment Center is dedicated to helping protect those who protect. Call 888-991-9725 online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. 
Transformations Treatment Center has a nationally acclaimed veterans and first responders treatment program offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Law enforcement, firefighters, veterans, and all first responders receive the dedicated and highly specialized treatment they need at Transformations. Their program features first responders and veterans therapists helping first responders and veterans. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. Online at transformationstreatment.center. Whoa. The moment my son saw a redwood tree. It's huge! Is the moment I knew that for him. You can't even see the top of that thing. Even the sky has no limit. There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go. Your moment is out there. Find it at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Law Enforcement Today show. Joining us, our guest, Dub Gillum, member of the Texas Highway Patrol for 29 years, still serving his community, still serving the country, and we'll go into why that is really amazing in a moment. First, you went through, potentially, without being overly dramatic, a situation where many people, many law enforcement officers that went what you went through perished and died on the side of the highway and somehow grace of god determination sheer will help of people in the community help of first responders in in medical field you survived let's talk about that incident about how long ago was it oh it's 20 years john october 1st 1998 and first and foremost god has all the credit for this it's Mm -hmm. it's Unto his name is the glory, not mine, but I had a host of angels riding with me that night, there's no doubt. I uh, was an eight-year veteran, and in police work, uh, that's a long time, eight years. I was a a field training officer. I had just broke my rookie loose two days prior. He went to days by himself. I went to nights by myself. I am an avid martial artist. Fought full t- contact karate for years, taught karate, physical fitness every day, whether it was lifting weights. I ride my bicycle sometimes one, 200 miles a week, was running, you know, five miles a time, three times a week. So really good physical shape, mental shape. I'm a field training officer. And so I'm working at night. And I remember it, of course, as if it were yesterday, but I worked a three to midnight shift and had started out my shift with paperwork from a DWI the night before. I go home for dinner. My wife and 10-year-old and 5-year-old daughters were at home. I could tell you what I had for dinner. I go back to work, finish up the report, and I go out to do patrol. And Now, Granbury is a, a sleepy little community just southwest of Fort Worth, about 30 miles. And uh, traffic was light that night. It was a Thursday night. And I'm east of town patrolling and uh, checked a vehicle doing 85 and a 55 and had literally ran a car off the road. And I was observing this coming up the hill towards me. And so I activated my emergency lights, got behind the vehicle, and they slowed over and pulled over immediately. 
and it was a uh, four-door Ford pickup truck, and license plate came back to a person actually out of Glen Rose, and they stopped right in the middle of the road, and I got on my PA and said, driver, pull over on the side of the road, in which they did. They pulled over in front of a German food restaurant that had been in Granbury for ages across the uh, street from an all-night convenience store, well-lit. And so I'm thinking, okay, they stopped. Maybe it's an older driver. Perhaps it's a intoxicated driver. Mm -hmm. They pulled a little bit more over off the shoulder, and we're still slightly in the roadway. And I stopped my patrol car, got out. Um, I'm walking up cautiously. I have my hand on my gun. I have a flashlight in my left hand, clipboard in my left hand, trying to find the driver. And as I'm approaching the car, I'm about six foot away. The driver rolls down the window and sticks his head out the window and said, what's the problem, officer, where he followed that by 10 rounds from a semi-automatic handgun that he had shooting me. And he hit me seven and out of the 10 times in 2.8 seconds. And That's an incredible barrage of fire. It to, is. And it's totally unexpected. There's no warning. There's nothing, no sudden movements in the car, none of uh, the things that make the radar bells go off. Exactly. There was no pursuit. They pulled over. They stopped. They followed my command when I told them to pull off the road. When I'm walking up, leaning out the window was a distraction when he said, what's the problem, officer? And then 10 rounds in 2.8 seconds. And I'm trying to move, get out of the way. My mind is saying return fire. My hand is on my gun. Of course, I didn't draw it. And you and I both know action is faster than reaction. Right. And the first round I took was right above my forehead through my hat, uh, which, by the way, it was a brand new hat. You know, that's how us troopers are about uh, our hats. You troopers in your hats, I mean, there's something that got some unusual bond there. That's all I can say. There, there was. And so I, I was quite disappointed. I lost my hat. It was brand new. But the second round hit me in the left temple and the left eye. And the bullet actually pierced my left eye, uh, exploded in my nasal cavity, and blew out my right eye, or actually just shrapnel through my right eye. So I was blinded instantaneously. Rounds three, four, and five went into my left forearm. Six and seven went into my left hip, one bullet exiting, one bullet traveling across my pelvis, hit me in the left femur and traveled down the length of my leg to my right knee. Eight was below my vest in the back, which cut me in the flank, kind of like as you would with a knife. Mm -hmm. I took a, a round number nine right in the middle of my vest, heart center, and then top right shoulder in the back. As the driver drove off, he had a flared-out fender on the Ford truck, which struck me and knocked me down into the roadway where two vehicles swerved to miss me and drove off. So I laid there in the roadway. Thank goodness a young man was parked across the street in his truck pulling a trailer. He saw the whole thing happen and pulled his truck and trailer and blocked the roadway to keep me from getting run over by other vehicles. So... I'm conscious, laying in the roadway, and I had just gotten a brand-new battery for my handheld radio. I called in that I had been shot and gave my location. At that time, I had someone trying to talk to me, and I couldn't see. I was blind, laying in the roadway, 
And uh, they said, hey, let's get you out of the roadway. And, of course, I'm thinking, okay, I've been shot. I knew I'd been shot. I was blind. And there was kind of a calmness that came over because, as I mentioned earlier, I'd grown up fighting martial arts. And tactical breathing was something that I I preached and practiced. So it it was kind of an eerie calmness that came over me while I was laying on the road and breathing, and uh, this gentleman said, you know, let's get you out of the road, and I kind of went overboard in my thinking, said, no, leave me here, it's a crime scene, and thinking about it, you know, hey, you're not dead, you're there, so let's get you out of the roadway, but they left me there. At that time, I had other units responding, ambulance showed up, and uh, they scooped me up and and took me to uh, a hospital about 45 minutes away in, in Fort Worth, Harris Hospital. So I remained there for 14 days, a couple days in ICU, and then followed up by another 14 months of uh, reconstructive surgery, eye surgeries, which there were 10 of those, because at one time, John, I was told by a doctor, uh, head of ophthalmology at a very renowned hospital in Dallas, that I would be blind the rest of my life. That was the worst day of my life. Uh, getting uh, shot, uh, brother, that was I just, can't uh, even begin to imagine any of this. Well, that's you know, the that, part that getting, is, uh, blows me away. It's like I, every place I know, almost every place I know, has been through some sort of horrible trauma and right. violence and shootings and, and whatnot. But all this is just, it is, it's impossible to imagine that it happened. And I'm sitting here on a phone talking with you and that you were looking at if not a death sentence, then permanent blindness. And yet here you are on a phone. Well, good Lord had another plan for me, you know, to say the least, our minds can't comprehend his plan, but I've I've done some things since then that have kind of scratched the surface of, Hey, that's why God kept you around. And, And I'll, I'll tell you about those here in a minute. So the worst day, John was being told by, the head of ophthalmology at a medical school that I would be blind the rest of my life. So after that day passed, I decided, hey, fire him. Let's get another doctor. Let's get these eye surgeries because I've got a rookie coming to work in December that I've got to train. I'm the FDO. I've got to get back to work. So this is a minor inconvenience. Let's, let's get this fixed. Let's get back on the road and get back to this job. Well, it took a little longer than expected, but 14 months later, I returned to work and, uh, by the hand of God and, and, and some really good surgeons and uh, my beautiful wife and, and my mom who, while I was in the hospital, every five minutes or so took the cold compresses off my eyes and replaced them with new, fresh cold compresses that no nurse could have done, but they uh, they did and eventually got my vision. And today, John, I see twenty thirty out of the left eye I'm technically blind in the right eye, but I can count fingers, color, light, movement. And with the advancement of technology of stem cell research and uh, retina repair, I could see perfect out of both eyes again. We're going to have to take a break. This is Dub Gillum. Remember the Texas Highway Patrol shot 10 times enough to die on the side of the road in Texas. And he's here to tell the story. It's amazing. Uh, I'm thrilled he's here with us on Law Enforcement Today. We're taking a short break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Remember in the beginning when you first started to build a life for you and your family? 
You never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-948-6817 800-948-6817 We all know that law enforcement, first responders, and military have dangerous jobs. They see and experience traumas that most can't even imagine. And all too often, that takes a toll leading to substance abuse, PTSD, and co-occurring mental health disorders. Transformations Treatment Center is dedicated to helping protect those who protect. Call 888-991-9725 online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has a nationally acclaimed veterans and first responders treatment program offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Law enforcement, firefighters, veterans, and all first responders receive the dedicated and highly specialized treatment they need at Transformations. Their program features first responders and veterans therapists helping first responders and veterans. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. Online at transformationstreatment.center. Adopt US Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You've messed up your daughter's haircut. Do you A, get spiritual? Mom, where's the mirror? Beauty is within. Oh. B. Find the positives. Less time blow drying, more time texting. Or C. Show empathy. Mom, you really don't have to. Twinsies! I kind of love it. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Law Enforcement Today show. Joining us on the phone, Dub Gillum, member of the Texas Highway Patrol, been serving Texas for 29 years. You're talking about this. Your live date is October 1st. What year was that that happened? 1998. You were shot 10 times. The doctor said you're going to be blind. You, you, you've gone through every kind of surgery on, that, that people can imagine. I and honestly can't imagine them. And here you are. You've got 20-30 vision in one eye. You say you're legally blind in the other, but you can see a little bit, and quite, you're, and you're well. working. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, good Lord had other things in store for me. Yeah. Uh, I was on the uh, promotional list. Matter of fact, two promotional lists at the time. One to go to the governor's protective detail when George Bush was our governor, and the other was going to criminal intelligence division, but kind of got derailed there. Don't really want blind people guarding our governor, so uh, that kind of went away. Uh, criminal investigations, I was probably going to have to move to the city of Houston. And then DPS, 
did something that, you know, they they hadn't done a lot before because the opportunity had presented itself. They wanted to keep me around as a trooper, and they said, you get back to Vision, 2050 Vision, and we would like to make you an instructor and put you in safety education, deal with the media, public information officer, and keep you in Granbury as long as you'd like to do that. Does that appeal to you? And I said, where do I sign? So. Yeah. They took care of me and my family, as well as they do other troopers that have been down this this road before. So DPS is a big family, as is most law enforcement agencies to their officers. So I had the opportunity to go into education, public information, and uh, I have several passion passionate topics. One is officer survival and safety, and the other is child safety seats and education. And so I've I've done quite a few of those. Uh, classes you can imagine in the past 20 years that I've been back, and uh, I, my my wall is adorned with letters of child safety seat stories where I provided a child safety seat for a family that didn't have one, and they were involved in a horrible crash with serious injuries, and and their child slept through the whole thing and, and wasn't injured, and has now grown and in high school. And then there's courses of officer safety and survival uh, that I that I teach, especially to the new recruit schools that are coming out, to give them a heads up, kind of an insight of, of what to expect in the life of a police officer and the surviving mentality it takes that you need to not only survive, John, but to win. And win is an acronym, what's important now and what you do in that moment uh, becoming the master of your moment to survive that current traffic stop or investigation or whatever it is, the pursuit that you're in and the mindset you need to be in and how to survive. And there's another class that I have a passion for teaching, and it's the below 100, where we haven't had a number lower than 100 of officers killed in the line of duty in the United States since 1943. Mm-hmm. And there's five tenets, wear your seatbelt, wear your vest, slow down your speed, win, what's important now, and complacency kills. Because the night I was shot. You are so right on all those things right there. Well, Dale Stockton put out this course several years ago. Every officer needs to be reminded, if not taught this, uh, because... we Right now, we're, I believe, 107 officers we've lost this year. And some are not preventable, like our friend Garrett Hall, the Fort Worth police officer who lived here in Granbury with me, passed away uh, due to being shot. But some of those officers we've lost were due to not wearing their vest or in a car crash, not wearing their seatbelt, driving too fast. Some of these things are under our control. But the complacency, which is the last, the fifth tenant of the below 100, that's my story. Now, was I complacent? I don't like to admit it, but yes. Maybe I was overconfident because of my training, yes. But if you think it can't happen to you, think again. And you and I both know that. And every officer needs to live in the moment, be the master of the present, and practice that to go home at the end of their shift. So I've taught many of these classes. uh, Before Below 100 came around, I taught a, a course called Mindset and uh, presumed compliance, which affects all officers, and it's just another way to say complacency kills. Getting this across to our officers today uh, who might think, not me, or I'm a veteran, or I'm a 
10 foot tall rookie out of the academy you got the world by the tail on downhill swing and it's not going to happen to me and it does it does yes sir and now I've, I've lost friends uh, you know and you talked about carrot hall yes, sir. Uh, and you talk about people who are highly experienced very very good at their job and and somebody who's a nobody who's who's you know a total loser can take them out and they do it every day Almost every day in this country, someone who has absolutely nothing positive in their life as a career criminal, whatever, or has a bad moment, pulls out a gun and shoots or runs over a police and and complacency does kill. It does. And that's why I still have a full-time job helping to educate our officers, our emergency responders, how to train, act, mindset towards going home at the end of the night because that's their ultimate goal and so it's god's plan you know god had all this in store i i can john i've got a i got a life-saving award a couple years ago of a man that had a heart attack on the side of the road i pulled up he was having a flat tire i was going to change his tire for him and he had a heart attack while i was there with him and i performed first uh, a medical response to him and saved his life but what was so awesome about that is his fiance 18 years earlier i was on her prayer list when i was shot no kidding and you know how valuable prayer is yeah and the power of prayer and so she prayed for me to heal not knowing that 18 years later i would save her fiance on the side of a road does that give you chills it i mean does. that's you know that, just like the the child seat stories that i have and the opportunities where I've had to make a difference in people's lives. I mean, that's that's the good Lord working, you know. His his plan was that, you know, Dub Gillum was going to do something else down the road to help someone else out. There's always a reason. Well, one of the things that I say is probably different between being a city police and a state trooper or highway patrol. You know, we saw a lot of crime. We saw a lot of violence. We saw a lot of death, you know, due to the hands of other people. But we didn't see that much of the horrible traffic accidents. They did happen. But as a highway patrolman, I'm sure you saw them quite often. And seeing young children killed or severely injured in accidents has to leave a permanent mark of some sort on your psyche. It takes its toll. But being you know, a professional police officer, obviously we get paid to do that. And we have to put that aside for the moment. And... But then you have to deal with it. And another thing that I do is I'm in critical incident response, peer support, and we deal with officers. And obviously, you know, suicide is high among officers. Yes. And uh, and our military personnel as as well. And we have to talk about this. Uh, we have to say something. Uh, we have to respond to people. And because our our mental health is is really important because this job isn't for everybody and i've spoken with a lot of officers that after a bad crash like that they walk away uh, for their mental sanity and health uh, because dealing with that it, it chips away at your it's your foundation it's your soul and to be healthy and to continue in this job a lot of times it's something you talk about we're very resilient and aching to stretch armstrong we we will go back and sometimes it takes longer uh, for some than others, but talking about it helps. And so officers need to reach out and, and 
we have many departments that are kind of like suck it up, go on down the road, be a police officer or whatever, you know, that means now. But we mental health is, is very important. And so talking with other officers about that is critical in this day and age. So thank you for bringing that up. And, and it is important. Say, and it's it's all of our jobs. Everyone in a community's responsibility to, to look out for each other. And as law enforcement officers, as a, a, a family of blue, that we really need to take time to talk to each other and, and say, by the way, if you are struggling, may not have the answers, but you know, I will listen and I will try to understand. Folks, we are talking with Dub Gillum, uh, who survived uh, being shot 10 times, continuous service to the community and the country as a member of the Texas Highway Patrol. You listen to Law Enforcement Day. We'll be right back. Epidemic. America's public health crisis. These are all terms that describe the current problem of drug and alcohol abuse in the United States. Countless lives are lost, and heartbroken families are too many to count. Transformations Treatment Center is dedicated to saving lives. Call 888-991-9725 and online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has many acclaimed treatment programs offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. And online at transformationstreatment.center. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-614-7180. That's 800-614-7180. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. And back to our conversation with Dub Gillum, Texas Highway Patrol. Again, thank you for your service. I got to get the nickname. Your first, your real first name is not Dub. It is. It's Earl. E A R L. Earl Gillum Jr. And that's it. And how did Dub you get Dub out of that? How did is Dub is like W? Or is that what it is? No, sir. There's no W in my name. My granddad, 
was fishing when I was born, and he came back one know where Dub was. So eventually, it grew into double trouble as a young man. But uh, I, I outgrew that, obviously, and and but that's that's where it came from. So it's just D U B, and that nickname is stuck through the years. Isn't that funny? Yeah, it's like it my real name is John Joseph. My dad was the same, and his nickname was Jay, and I was called Little Jay, and now it's just Jay. So uh, I, I want to thank you for your service, and I really really appreciate you coming and talk about this. You know, you pulled over a guy who was speeding there's nothing to indicate that was anything crazy happening i remember doing car stops and you would try to be on your game every moment of every time you know do things check the trunk everything else keep an eye walk slowly look at the back seat everything else especially the flashlight at night and no matter what you do sometimes if you let down your guard just a little bit there's that guy there's that guy and he and he's he's a nobody and this guy pulls out a semi-automatic weapon. Hey, officer, what's the problem? And starts firing immediately. Well, John, he uh, he was a wanted felon, by the way. Had seven felony warrants the night I stopped him. Had a long history of assaulting other officers as well. And a meth addict. And 26 hours later, by the way, he was shot and killed in a shootout with Fort Worth Tactical Canine Unit, where he killed a canine, a beautiful shepherd, and, but he was shot multiple times and died at the scene. So he is gone. You know, there, there were consequences for his actions, and, and, and he paid for those. And so sometimes I'm, I'm a little remiss about telling what happens to him. But, you know, he was a bad guy. And when we talk to other officers, when you train, you train for these people, the one percenters, the ones that are deadly, that have no soul, that don't care about who we are as people. Uh, they have a hate for the uniform and the badge and authority in general, and so. And know, they are the would, minority. They're not they, even absolutely. the people we deal with daily. Are, they're having bad moments. The vast majority of people, they might be mad, they might be upset, they might be angry at time. They're usually not threats, but it's like a very small percentage of people, and those are the ones that that inflict the most damage. Yes, sir. Yeah, they're the they're the reason we have more than a hundred officers on that memorial wall every year. And that's who we have to train for and gear for. And, and yes, they are a minority, but they're the ones that we're dealing with because that's our job. We deal with those bad people. And he didn't want to go to prison. And, you know, it was known that he was going to shoot anybody that tried to arrest him. And unbeknownst to me that night, you know, he was driving a pickup to a person that wasn't wanted. And so there were no bells and whistles going off that time. And, he turned out to be uh, pretty bad, but he did pay for his actions. He, he made the choices he made. Yes, sir. And uh, that's another thing that uh, oftentimes I take exception to with the news media. They'll, they'll go with the last part of the incident first in the headlines. Police officer shoot and kills man. They don't talk about the choices that that person made before. Uh, right. All the crimes this person did before. He knew he was wanted. He had a drug problem, and he had a decision, and he made a decision that he was not going to go back to jail, and he's going to use whatever force necessary, and didn't care. And he, that's the reason why he died. It wasn't because of the police officer. Exactly. He chose exactly. that. He chose yeah. that course of action. There's consequences that, you know, and in this day and age, you and I both know we have a social media civil war and part of that is against police officers yes it is and it's to make us look bad under any light that they can shine and that's not the case that's that's uh, you know the exception it's not the rule i'm and i'm glad you mentioned the uh canine 
that uh, oftentimes people don't realize that even though I never worked in canine, the bond we have with uh, our, our, our furry officers, and uh, that includes our mounted, our horses as well. Well, they're, they're family. Part of the family, for sure. And, you know, we rely on them to, to help keep us safe. We rely on our side partners, the, the people next to us. And in your case, an innocent bystander who happened to be in the neighborhood saw what was going on and took action. Right. And may have saved your life by doing that. Well, he did. And he and I became friends. And he was even given a director's award after that for protecting me from oncoming traffic. So he's a friend I still have. I call friend to this day. His name was Greg Chapman, and uh, he was awesome. And Argo was the name of the shepherd. And you can look Argo up in the Canine Hall of Fame. And Argo, unfortunately, had been brought out of retirement uh, to go in and track this individual down that shot me. And so uh, the the officer with Fort Worth that had Argo was also shot and saved by his vest. And he, he and I and his family had become very close friends. He, his name was C.B. Thompson, Brad Thompson with Fort Worth, and he retired last year. But you talk about a hero. Man had uh, two Medal of Valors and was a canine handler and trainer for Fort Worth PD. And so, you know, those guys stood up and stepped up the next night because the the same man that open fired on me open fired on them in a uh, in a wooded area on a rainy night and that canine argo alerted them to this suspect and who then open fired on them so the dogs saved those officers lives as well while taking took three rounds and died the next day so there's a couple of heroes for you right there absolutely and they are among us, and, and you would not know. You could be in the grocery store getting you know, some hamburger, and, and the man or woman in line in front of you, they may be a first responder. They may be a military veteran. They may just be like your friend who helped save your life that night. There are heroes among us, and we have a lot of heroes that work in law enforcement, and they don't get the, the credit and appreciation for what they do, and their families certainly don't get it. And they don't, they don't look for it either, John, but... You know, they're, they're angels among us. And, you know, they just go about with a service-oriented heart. They just want to serve and live happily ever after in the same community as everybody else. And that's, you know, what it's all about. We don't know they're out there, but thank God they're out there. Well, Dub, you got about one year left before you retire and find your next mission. I'm sure you're going to stay busy. We're running out of time. What's the quick message you would like to leave to people listening? Oh, appreciate your life. Build your testimony with the test that you've been given, you know, and and shout those out and be a positive influence on other people, you know, and it's it's your perspective on life can either be your power or it can be your poison. And I always say life gives you lemons, make lemonade. You know, that's that's been my mantra because of this. I mean, you can be negative or you can be positive and, and the mind is a powerful tool but you know god gives you just one life so appreciate it and live it the best you can every moment you can and the one thing that i have i'll I'll add with this is that the one item i have that i cannot replace is time 
So uh, when I, I try to, to not allow myself to spend five, 10 minutes of a day wallowing in misery, anxiety, fear, or anger, because that's time I can never get back. Dub Gillum, Absolutely. thank you so very much for your service and for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. John Jay, I'm humbled to be in your presence and for your interview, and I thank you, and God bless you, and God bless our military and law enforcement out there, and God bless America. When you have a chance, be sure to go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com, and download our free mobile app. We have a version for your Android and iPhone devices. It's 100% free. Get it at lawenforcementtoday.com. The Law Enforcement Today radio show has grown so much and so rapidly, we now have two Facebook pages. You can do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today radio show. That's a new page. Be sure to click like when you get there and follow. In addition, we have our main page, which is Law Enforcement Today. So do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today and be sure to click like and follow that one as well. Like I said, we've got two Facebook pages now. So when you have a chance, if you haven't done so already, the easiest way to keep up with all the news and updates regarding the Law Enforcement Today radio show Also, a great way to interact and contact me is to like and follow our Facebook page. Do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. One of the questions I get all the time, what is your show all about? And it's not what most people would think. We feature police officers, law enforcement officers, active, retired, spouses, family members, and supporters talking about their experiences from their point of view. If you want to be a guest on the show or you know someone who'd be a great guest, we'd love to hear from them, and we'd accommodate them from anywhere. It doesn't matter where they are. Yeah. So just contact us. The easiest way is go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com, the contact us tab. Send an email to me, jay at lawenforcementtoday.com or robert at lawenforcementtoday.com. You can also send a message via Facebook. We're all over this thing called the World Wide Web, Instagram and all that stuff too. Don't go anywhere. We've got another great guest heading our way in a few moments on Law Enforcement Today. Are you working so hard to make a living you can't take time to make any real money? Is every day the same boring routine going nowhere and the money runs out before the month? My name is Ron Legrand and for over 35 years now I've been helping clients take their life back by buying and selling houses with no money, credit, experience, or license. If you'll call 800-956-0677, 24 hours and leave a message. I'll send you my new book and CD absolutely free so you can see how. I've bought hundreds of houses and trained thousands to do the same. Call 800-956-0677. Get your free starter kit until 500 are gone. You'll learn how to make a full-time income on a part-time basis without risk, largely tax-free, and get 90% of the work done for you for pennies. That's 800-956-0677. 800-956-0677. Again, 800-956-0677. That's 800-956-0677. Do you owe back taxes to the IRS? Newsflash, the president has changed the tax laws. And now, you may be able to pay the IRS less. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, the tax doctor can help you pay the IRS as little as possible allowed by law. There are new tax laws for business owners, the self-employed, even W-2 workers. If you have a back tax problem or a few years of unfilled returns, new help to save you money is now here. Call right now to see how the new tax 
tax laws can help you. Plus, right now, we'll waive the consultation fee and give you our free tax savings report. Attention business owners, the self-employed, and W-2 workers. Make this free call to the tax doctor now and learn how to take advantage of the new tax laws that may help you pay the IRS less. We are back. This is Law Enforcement Today. We're expanding. The Law Enforcement Today radio show has grown so much and so rapidly. We now have two Facebook pages. You can do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today radio show. That's a new page. Be sure to click like when you get there and follow. In addition, we have our main page, which is Law Enforcement Today. So do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today and be sure to click like and follow that one as well. Joining us on the phone from somewhere in Georgia, this this person, busy, 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 Jennifer Hill. Uh, she's been traveling all over. We've been communicating, and one moment she's in Maryland, another moment she's in Tennessee, and now she's calling us from, uh, I believe, Gainesville, Georgia. Jennifer, thanks so much for joining us on the Law Enforcement Today show. Hi, how are you? It's good to have you here. I want to go into details a little bit about your story a little bit later on in the show. You are a former officer, injured in line of duty, and you contacted us at Law Enforcement Today about a story that we were running uh, involving an officer, Philip Rozell, in Norwalk, Connecticut, that, quite honestly, boggles the mind. Tell us what's going on there. Absolutely. Well, um, Debbie and Phil Roselle, Officer Roselle, was injured uh, last year, September 5th, when he was in a um, training exercise and was accidentally shot by a supervisor at the end of a a long training day um, when they um, were clearing their guns and um, one of the guns had not been cleared and his supervisor accidentally shot him through um, his right arm. Uh, the bullet went through his arm and through his chest, and the bullet is was lodged in his rib, where it is still lodged to this day. And I um, heard their story and have since been able to talk to them about it. And um, you've run with the story as well. Yeah. And the story is that, you know, he's, a, I believe, a 30-year veteran in the department. Uh, he's not a rookie. He's been on the job a long time has developed numerous health conditions and health problems that prevent him from working as a result of being shot while at work. Accident, yes, but he was working. He was on duty. And the city of Norwalk, Connecticut, continues to deny workers compensation for Officer Roselle and his family. And I just don't get it. I don't either. It's unbelievable. He, um, like you said, 30 years on the force has always gone to work 
has uh, he's actually been in several accidents, had broken bones, and as soon as he was released, was back on the job. He has been in patrol, not dust duty. Um, he has worked patrol up until the day of the shooting. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's incredible. Um, workers' comp has denied him twice now. What is the claiming? What are the, the physical conditions he has going on right now as a result of the gunshot wound? He has um, currently um, has kidney failure um, and is in need of a kidney transplant, desperately in need of a kidney transplant. He's currently on dialysis because of this gunshot wound and the trauma it has caused to his system. He has nerve damage to his right arm from the bullet that went through his right arm. What's crazy to me is he just, um, in July, was denied um, by workers' comp to have a nerve block done to his to his um, right arm. This it's is a 30-year veteran of the department yes. that they are just routinely denying workers' compensation. And, and we'll go into more of the exact details of what's happening to him. The truth is, for people that have worked in law enforcement, and I imagine our firefighter brothers and sisters and EMTs and other first responders, this is not new with cities, counties, states. They routinely go around, and for whatever reason, when you have legitimate injuries on the job, make it really miserable and very difficult for these these officers and first responders. They do. I mean, it's a... It's one thing I don't think that citizens understand. I, I think a lot of people, because I've gotten the opportunity since my own injury in 2011, um, to talk to a lot of people. And I have learned that a lot of people believe that when an officer is injured in the line of duty or even outside of the line, that they are taken care of by workers' comp or their departments. And the truth of the matter is they unfortunately are not. No. Some departments will. I mean, there are some good departments out there that have and will. And not, it, you know, it's not a, all of them. But for the majority of the people that I have talked to, unfortunately, they are not. And they find loopholes to get rid of their officers. And it is so sad and so unfortunate. And it's disgusting, quite frankly. You know, I, I wanted to defend the departments and i'm going to do that a little bit in most departments i know of they do care about their people as mm-hmm. as much as they can and they will try to help as much as they can but once an officer a first responder a firefighter is injured and unable to turn to work they are no longer part of the department in a bookkeeping sense and they go under the coverage of city hall the county government whoever might be the bean counters the accountants everybody else and they want to get them off their their payrolls as quickly as possible and also without paying out as much as possible and that's correct and and you hit the nail on the head it's essentially getting rid of of them almost like they're useless, which is so sad. And and like I said, it's not all departments because there are some very good departments out there. I know some very good departments out there. And I know department heads who take care of their own. Um, it's just departments that don't, that make it very sad for the officers who have served and protected their communities to all of a sudden to be just discharged like they are, like Officer Roselle. And not only is he... 
in like a, a state of limbo. That's a fear, severe financial burden upon him and his family as well. He's not able to work and they're not paying him. Correct. And he has two kids at home that are nine and 14. So, you know, obviously they're in school. His wife is still working. So she's got the workload on her. I mean, you can't, I mean, imagine the stress that, you know, she is under. Um, I've had the honor of being able to talk to her and him as well and just, hearing the stress that they're under and, you know, knowing that, you know, she's having to carry the load of the whole family dynamics as well. It's just my heart goes out to them. And, you know, that's why I reached out um, to you and just want to get their story out. But it's not just their story. It's all injured officers. Uh, So many across the country that go through this. Absolutely. They're in a situation where they oftentimes cannot talk about it because there's all kinds of litigation going on. So I I thank you for coming on to talk for them. And people don't realize that active duty law enforcement officers, you know, we all have a right to free speech, but when you are a law enforcement officer or you work for a city or county government, your rights as an employee to free speech are severely curtailed. And if you're involved in any kind of litigation with the department or the agency or the county government, even more so, you can't talk. You can't talk about it. Lawyers can talk about it. You are welcome to invite their attorneys to come on the show and talk about this because it's it's horrible to imagine that this man goes to work, does his job, 30 years on the job, is that a mandated training assignment First of all, is shot accidentally by a supervisor. Now, I don't want to pass judgment, so I'm not going to go in that area. And now has severe health situation. His health may have had, we all have health issues anyway, have been severely complicated by this shooting. And now he's left left out to dry. Yeah. And just the, the trauma itself emotionally that he has to endure. And having talked to him... He's trying not to, he doesn't want to be angry about it, which is amazing in and of itself. You know, I mean, I'm angry for him. I'm angry for him too. I'm, I'm, I'm all twisted up inside. Jennifer, we're going to have to take a break. We're going to continue our discussion about Officer Philip Rizell. That's Norwalk, Connecticut. If you want to know more details, you can go through a Google search or go to Law Enforcement Today and read the article at lawenforcementtoday.com about what Officer Philip Rizell is going through. You're listening to Law Enforcement Today. We're taking a short break. We will be right back. We all know that law enforcement, first responders, and military have dangerous jobs. They see and experience traumas that most can't even imagine. And all too often, that takes a toll leading to substance abuse, PTSD, and co-occurring mental health disorders. Transformations Treatment Center is dedicated to helping protect those who protect. Call 888-991-9725, online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has a nationally acclaimed veterans and first responders treatment program, offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Law enforcement, firefighters, veterans, and all first responders receive the dedicated and highly specialized treatment they need at Transformations. Their program features first responders and veterans therapists helping first responders and veterans. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888 991 9725. 
That's 888-991-9725. Online at transformationstreatment.center. Rates based on a man's 42 with no tobacco use of any form for 20 years. Policy number 25. Policy underwritten by various life insurance companies. Premium include a $50 policy fee. Rates and underwriting criteria subject to change at any time. Not available in some states. You've heard those term life insurance ads with their rates read very low. And at the end, they have a long disclaimer read extremely fast. Why? Because most people like us will never qualify for those rates. It's just a way to get you to call. Listen, at the term lifeline, we'll never quote you a low rate hoping you'll call. Then try to sell you something else. But we do promise to get you the best rates available on policies of $500,000 or more with professional service. Don't waste your valuable time. Get the real rates you want on term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more from the Term Lifeline. Call now. 800-957-6068. 800-957-6068. 800-957-6068. That's 800-957-6068. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-948-6817. 800-948-6817. 800-948-6817. That's 800-948-6817. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more, call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General steel quality all at a price you can afford so don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great 800-614-7180 that's 800-614-7180 keyboard cat hamilton the pug and toast meets world these are some of the internet's most beloved pets And they all have one thing in common. Their stories started in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Training that pet to play the keyboard, that's optional. Start a story. Adopt a shelter or rescue pet today. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Law Enforcement Today show. I'm John J. Wiley, joined by Jennifer Hill. We're talking about Officer Rizal, Norwalk, Connecticut. He was shot accidentally. The bullet's still in the man. He's a 30-year veteran of the police department. 
has served honorably, done everything he's supposed to do, and they are denying him workers' compensation, putting him, his family, at extreme financial burden, putting him in limbo, not knowing whether he's going to have a career, whether he can retire, what his status is going to be. And you made a point. He said when you talk to him, he's, he's doing his best not to be angry. How is that possible? You know, we talked about just the way we were raised, about how you turn the other cheek and you kind of kill people with kindness. And, you know, he's been on the force, like we've said multiple times now, 30 years. And you think, okay, I've served and protected the community. I've served with this department, with this agency. So I've had their back. They're going to have mine. And, you know, you think that they're going to have your back. And so that's what he's thought. As they've gone along, he has realized, wait a minute, that's, that's not the case here. And he realizes you can, you can be angry, but anger doesn't get you anywhere. No. You know, and it really doesn't. I mean, you can sit and be angry and it just festers. Or you can just say, you know what, I'm going to make the best of this. I'm going to turn, you know, find the silver lining here. And when I, when I talked to Officer Roselle, the one thing he said is, you know, what I want my story to do is to shed light on injured officers and what workers' comp does to injured officers and what some departments do to injured officers. Yeah. And that's their goal. And he and his wife both said that that's his goal, their goal, and their mission is to shed light on how injured officers go through, what, how they're treated or mistreated, per se, and, you know, that there are organizations and support, but they tend to be strangers, like myself and, and like you, right. and like organizations like the Wounded Blue, whom, you know, I've been able to, to um, become a part of because of my injury. Well, tell and, us um, about the Wounded Blue. You, sure. you brought them up, and they are working to help injured officers across the United States. Yes. So I have had the honor of um, becoming a peer advocate with the Wounded Blue that actually just started this year. Fantastic organization that has has been developing, and we are a group of peer advocates. We are all injured officers who have had the heart to reach out to other injured officers to help out where we can. We have all been trained to help um, officers who are going through the process, whether they have been injured um, psychologically or physically. Or both. Um, we are, right. So or many both. are both. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Exactly. Or one or the other, of course. And we can help whether it's through uh, peer support to get into um, treatment, whether that's medically or um, through um, counseling, um, we can do that. We have resources. Eventually, we will. Um, the goal is to help where we can financially. Um, we have several platforms that we are working on right now. Um, we are working on getting our 501c3, which will be established very, very soon. Um, and our goal is it's a national organization, and our goal is to help make sure that every injured officer knows that they are never forgotten and never alone and that everyone is a true warrior. I'm going to interrupt you for just a moment because one of the sponsors of our show, sure. Transformations Treatment Center down here in South Florida, 
they have a phenomenal first responder law enforcement veterans treatment program uh, for substance abuse issues, uh, co-occurring mental health disorders, PTSD, mm-hmm. phenomenal people. If you or anyone knows someone struggling, give them a call at 888-991-9725. They're online at transformationstreatment.center. You brought up a great point. So many officers and so many people we've talked to on this show that have been severely injured in the line of duty have been, well, let's just say, to put it bluntly, not taken care of by their agencies, not taken care of by their departments. I would venture to say that of all the guests we've had, that the minority are those where the department says, don't worry, and the city or the state or the county says, don't worry, we got you, we got your families back, and, and we're going to take care of you. You've got a home here, whatever it might, what it might need. If you've got to retire, we're going to help you. Those are the exception to the rule. What winds up happening is these officers get hurt quite often during acts of violence or uh, accidents. Doesn't really matter the cause. They're severely injured, either mentally and or physically, and they are forced out. They're, they're put on in this limbo where you got to wait to find out whether you can retire. The doctors say you can't go back to work. Then the lawyers are involved, the, the city, the county, whoever's involved. And you sit there forever and ever and ever waiting to find out what's going to happen to you. And Absolutely. sometimes they'll say, well, you know, we'll give you some sort of buyout if you'll just quit. Correct. Or they prolong it enough so that you eventually do just quit because you can't continue in limbo because you've got bills to pay, your power is getting cut off or you're threatened to have it cut off and you've got a family to To support. support. And and so many of us nowadays, no one gets into law enforcement or in first responder uh, type of occupation to get rich. So your base salary doesn't go and doesn't cover everything you need, especially if you have a family. So what we wind up doing is work a lot of overtime, overtime details. Then you get hurt. And you can no longer do the overtime. So then you're in a position where you don't have enough income coming in to support all of your bills. Right. And it just cascades. It becomes bigger and bigger and bigger and a financial burden that adds more stress, more emotional turmoil onto an already bad situation. Correct. And then you think about anyone in public safety, not just law enforcement, but you're talking about firefighters, even 911 dispatchers, EMTs. I mean, you, I mean, they're, for the most part, dealing with so much trauma of things that we've, we've all seen on the road or dealt with from calls. And then you're dealing with the added stress of now you have no income or that added income that you've relied on for so long and then you're waiting for you know like you said being a limbo to see okay where's the bills coming from and you know you may be on a desk position for who knows how long and then even if workers comp does come in it's usually two-thirds of whatever pay you had minus your overtime so and it's a bad situation and what so many of them say is i'm not saying this but i've heard from so many people my family would have been much better off financially if I were killed instead of injured. Exactly. And I I can say from every single person, and I've talked to so many officers who have been injured in the line, outside of the line of duty, 
who have said that exact same thing or said they have thought that exact same thing, including myself when I was injured, of thinking, you know what, I would have been better off had this been an in-the-line-of-duty death. And I have lost several friends in the line of duty, and it is awful. I mean, I I relive one of my good friends who passed in 07. And, sorry. No, I get (laughs) it. He was like a younger brother. We're going to have to take a break. We are talking with Jennifer Hill, former police officer and injured in line of duty. We're talking about... Officer Philip Brazell in Norwalk, Connecticut, what's happening to him as a result of his injury through the city government of Norwalk, Connecticut. We're talking about the wounded blue. We're going to talk about her experience, what she's been through, and so much more. You listen to Law Enforcement Today. We'll be right back. My name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS, and they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-663-5107. 800-663-5107. That's 800-663-5107. We all know that law enforcement, first responders, and military have dangerous jobs. They see and experience traumas that most can't even imagine. And all too often, that takes a toll leading to substance abuse, PTSD, and co-occurring mental health disorders. Transformations Treatment Center is dedicated to helping protect those who protect. Call 888-991-9725 online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has a nationally acclaimed veterans and first responders treatment program, offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Law enforcement, firefighters, veterans, and all first responders receive the dedicated and highly specialized treatment they need at Transformations. Their program features first responders and veterans therapists helping first responders and veterans. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. Online at transformationstreatment.center. Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the Internet's most beloved pets. And they all have one thing in common. Their stories started in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Training that pet to play the keyboard, that's optional. Start a story. Adopt a shelter or rescue pet today. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. When you have a chance, be sure to go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com, and download our free mobile app. We have a version for your Android and iPhone devices. It's 100% free. Get it 
at lawenforcementtoday.com. We're expanding. The Law Enforcement Today radio show has grown so much and so rapidly. We now have two Facebook pages. You can do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today radio show. That's a new page. Be sure to click like when you get there and follow. In addition, we have our main page, which is Law Enforcement Today. So do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today and be sure to click like and follow that one as well. Like I said, we've got two Facebook pages now. So when you have a chance, if you haven't done so already, the easiest way to keep up with all the news and updates regarding the Law Enforcement Today radio show, also a great way to interact and contact me is to like and follow our Facebook page. Do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today radio show. Welcome back to the Law Enforcement Today show, joined by special guest Jennifer Hill. Jennifer is a former law enforcement officer injured in line of duty, uh, working uh, as a peer advocate with a group called the Wounded Blue. We'll talk about them in just a moment. And I want to give a recap for those who are just joining us. Uh, we're talking about Officer Philip Rizell from Norwalk, Connecticut Police Department. Been uh, on the job 30 years. He was shot accidentally in a training exercise last year. The bullet's still in his body. Uh, he has some health situations before, like all of us do. When you're a 30-year veteran, you're going to have some health situations. And he's unable to work. And the city of Norwalk, Connecticut, continues to routinely deny him workers' compensation coverage for an on-the-job accident where he was shot. Did they also do some sort of cover-up? Didn't want people to know that an officer had been shot while training? Well... It doesn't look like the state has investigated the shooting. Um, even the community didn't realize that he had been shot by someone from his own department. And they're not even sure why the state didn't come in and investigate the shooting, which is typical of most states. I know here in Georgia, GBI typically will come in and investigate when there's a you know officer-involved shooting. Yeah, and that's um, routine when so, they have an, an outside agency would yeah. uh, investigate, unless it's a really large department like Baltimore, where I came from, they typically will investigate yeah. their own with their homicide division. And they also have other people that, that, that oversee it in, for internal affairs. But they'll bring in Maryland State Police or Montgomery County Police uh, to uh, do an independent investigation because you want to err on the side of transparency so no one could go oh you guys Correct. are just the thin blue line stuff we hear all the time. There's a blue wall right. you don't talk, which is a product of Hollywood, by the way, because I don't know of anybody that would be willing to go to jail for what someone else does, to put their family's well-being right. on the line for what someone else does. They, they, they make it look like we do that all the time, and it's just not right. true. Absolutely. So They did not make details about this officer being shot while at work, accidentally known to the public at all. Right, and until recently... Um, no one actually knew about it, and um, Officer Roselle and his wife um, only recently have begun telling their story, and the community is just now learning about the truth about his shooting. What are some of the, and we thought of this before, for those who are just joining us, what are some of the health conditions he has as a result of that shooting? 
So he um, his he's in current kidney failure. He's on um, continuous dialysis. He has to go to dialysis um, regularly. He has um, nerve damage in his right arm from where the bullet um, went through his right arm, through his chest, and then it lodged in his um, rib. He has a lot of fluid retention now in his abdomen, and so the bullet is actually starting to move, and that is what is starting to cause some of the um, kidney problems um, in his abdomen. And obviously, he's had a lot of trauma, you know, in his system from the stress and the shock of the gunshot wound. He died. His wife was telling me that he died twice on, um, almost died twice on the um, table when they were trying to, um, you know, bring him back after the shooting. But he has some nerve damage. And the poor man and his and his family are suffering as we speak. Continuously for a year, over a year now. September 5th was when the um, accident happened. What can people like you and I and people listening do? Say, hey, look, that's not right. That's not fair. Absolutely. I'm sure someone's so, going, I got to do something. I don't know what to do, though. Yes. Um, and there are a couple things that have just recently started. I actually did start with um, the blessing of. Debbie Roselle, um, at change.org, we started a petition um, that will go to the workers' comp commissioner up in Connecticut. It, they can go to change.org. They can Google um, Officer Phil Roselle, sign it. It's just their name and email. Put their name on that petition because it's going to send mass emails to um, inundate the uh, workers' comp commission up there requesting them with his story to request them to re-review their appeal. There's also, there is a GoFundMe that um, was started by one of their very good friends. There's also a campaign that just got started through OfficerDown.us. If, you know, people want to donate until Workers' Comp decides that they need to get in there and pay for this, which they should be. um, And just do the right thing. Right, and do the right thing. That's what this is all about, is workers' comp needs to be doing the right thing, and that is covering this officer who has been an officer in that state for 30 years. And the thing that that bothers me the most about this, and I, I don't like to speak in generalizations or generalities, is that... I know so many cases where, you know, someone fell out of a chair and they're like, oh, I, I twisted my back and they've got a year and a half on a job or I moved the file cabinet and I, I, I pulled something. And next thing you know, they're a workers comp, they're getting paid and they get retired on a line of duty uh, physical injury. And then you had this, this man, 30 years on the job. And, and he's left, I can't come up with words other than to say that he's left out there in absolute limbo. Yes, and that's why his story, and I've heard stories like you're talking about too. And, you know, everyone has their own situations and some can, you know, deal with pain better than others. But this situation, as soon as I heard it, there was no doubt in my mind that he needed an advocate and he needs advocates, plural to fight for him because, I mean, you know, after talking to him and talking to his wife, they're exhausted. She's been fighting for him because she's, like I said earlier, is, 
you know, having to carry the weight of everything because he's exhausted as well. I mean, he's dealing with dialysis and dealing with kidney failure and, you know, physically exhausted as well. And so now they need people to support them and they need people to fight for them. And that's, you know, where I said, okay, put me, put me on the field coach. And it's where we need people like you and the wounded blue and other organizations to say, what do we need to do? Does okay. he have access to a legal team through like FOP or PBA or something of that nature? That part I'm not sure about, but he does have a he does have an attorney, a workers' comp attorney team that they just came on board, and I will have him contact you as well. The, yeah, his attorney as well, and they will be contacting you. And you do have to have an attorney nowadays. Uh, yes, it's it's such it's such a drag and a grind to go through no matter how legitimate the injuries are no matter how drastic uh the situation where they were hurt and injured no matter how heinous was a crime involved it doesn't matter these cities counties state jurisdictions uh, they have lawyers and I'm not trying to be insulting, but bean counters that just you are a thorn in your side and they want to get rid of you as quickly as they can and they will work hard to delay, delay, delay and force people out. It's just horrifying what's happened to Officer Roselle in Norwalk, Connecticut. Again, you can get details about it on our website, lawenforcementtoday.com. Just do a search for Officer Roselle. That's R-O-S-E-L-L-E. And I'm sure you'll find it. And if you need more information, always send me an email. It's J J A Y at Law Enforcement Today. Folks, you are listening to Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. We're talking about our guest Jennifer Hill. We're gonna take a short break. We'll be right back. Epidemic. America's public health crisis. These are all terms that describe the current problem of drug and alcohol abuse in the United States. Countless lives are lost. And heartbroken families are too many to count. Transformations Treatment Center is dedicated to saving lives. Call 888-991-9725 and online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has many acclaimed treatment programs offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. And online at transformationstreatment.center. Rates based on a mandate 42 with no tobacco use of any form for 20 years. Policy number 25. Policy underwritten by various life insurance companies. Premium includes a $50 policy fee. Rates and underwriting criteria. Subject to change at any time. Not available in some states. You've heard those term life insurance ads with their rates read very low and at the end they have a long disclaimer read extremely fast. Why? Because most people like us will never qualify for those rates. It's just a way to get you to call. Listen, at the term lifeline we'll never quote you a low rate hoping you'll call then try to sell you something else. But we do promise to get you the best rates available on policies of $500,000 or more with professional service. Don't waste your valuable time. Get the real rates you want on term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more from the Term Lifeline. Call now. 
That's 800-957-6068. They'll challenge your authority because that's what kids do. But this car is your territory. And in here, your word is law. So when you say you won't move until everyone's buckled up, you won't budge an inch until you hear that click. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. For more information, visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup. Welcome back to the conversation on the Law Enforcement Today show. We are joined by Jennifer Hill. Jennifer is a former police officer, former law enforcement officer, injured in line of duty, currently working as an investigator. Can't go into details because she works for... She works for an agency where you're just not allowed to talk about that sort of stuff. Uh, she is also a peer advocate, uh, a volunteer with the Wounded Blue, uh, a national organization that's doing a lot of great things to try to help wounded officers and their families across the United States. And please also let the folks at Wounded Blue know that we're here and we'd love to have them on as guests and talk more about what they've got coming up. All right. Absolutely. Here's a reason why you got involved in this. Uh, part of it is from your own experience in law enforcement. And I know you can't go into specifics. And in reality, a lot of specifics don't matter because this is so commonplace uh, that happens to so many people. Tell us a little bit about what happened to you. Um, I was injured back in July of 2011. I um, fell um, on some stairs and got a severe head concussion and tore my shoulder and um, was in the hospital for two weeks. I was temporarily paralyzed on the right side of my body. I had to learn to move my um, hand and uh, right leg again. Um, And then I spent the next six months with short-term memory loss, um, eventually having shoulder surgery during that time as well. Um, I came back to work, spent uh, the next year trying to come back to work, and during that time also dealing with the workers' comp process. Um, so this is no minor injury. I mean, we're not talking about, oops, I slipped and, I, and I, I busted my tailbone. We're talking about a severe injury. Yeah. Post-concussive disorder, which was um, my head concussion, ended up being pretty severe because I did lose memory, my, some of my memory. Uh, eventually, I um, was able to fully recover um, by the grace of God, um, but and some people don't, but yeah. um, thankfully I was able to. Um, I went went down a very long uh, legal road um, with workers' comp in an EEOC um, case. But um, in the end, everything was resolved and settled, thankfully. And um, But what I learned through that whole process is there is a silver lining. And um, it kind of pushed me to become, become a, um, an advocate. And it's, it connected me to organizations like Serve and Protect and the Wounded Blue. Well, thank you for doing that. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things I found that many people talk about when they get injured on the job, for for law enforcement in particular, I I can't speak for our firefighter brothers and sisters uh, or EMTs, but when you get injured and you're not able to work, it's almost as if you become isolated and forgotten. A lot of your coworkers you were so close with, 
they have their lives. They've got things going on. They're working, and I'm not I'm not trying to crucify them by any stretch. But after a while, they lose touch with you, and you're all by yourself. It does. Relationships you thought you were really tight with, you realize they weren't really as close as you thought they were. I still have some very close friends I'm thankful for, but the people I thought I was really close with weren't as close as, as they were. You kind of weed out those people, which is good and bad yeah. and sad, so to speak. But, you know, I mean, but you also find new friends in the process, which is, is good and bad. You know, we were talking earlier about before one of the last breaks about how it has gone through, it went through my mind, and every every injured officer I have ever talked to has said that they either thought about or have openly said that, you know, they, they've thought that being killed in the line of duty might have been easier for their families. Financially um, speaking, injured, for sure. Right, yeah. definitely, than, than being injured in the line of duty because their families would have been taken care of and there would have been an honor. And usually up front... There's a huge support, and then every year there's police week, so there's always that honor every you know every year. That's not something I would ever wish on anyone, you know, having seen my fr- friends and their families go through it. But I do had thought, you know, have thought my family would always be honored. You know, there would have been the honor instead of having to see, you know, me struggle through what I had to struggle through and seeing all these officers who are injured struggle through all the financial sides that they have gone through. But you know what? There's a positive side to it. And and that is we can all band together and support each other and realize we're not alone. And there's a big group of us. And the more that we band together and realize that we are true warriors in all of this and work together we can make something positive out of all this that has been kind of negative, but it's also been kind of a quiet thing that has been put to the wayside because, you know, for the most part, everybody had felt like they'd been kind of tossed to the wayside yes. by their departments. or by Thrown away, comp. discarded. Right, exactly. And it doesn't have to always be big, dramatic things. From what I've learned from talking to other people who've been through this, uh, the value of just you know coming over and watching a football game or going Absolutely. to the store together having a cup of coffee talking about fishing what they said more than anything else the one theme that came up more than anything else from these injured officers and their families was treat me like i'm not injured don't treat me like a freak don't treat me like i'm special or different just treat me like i'm the same person you always knew Absolutely. Picking up the phone and just saying, hey, bud, what's up? Or just calling to say, hey, and checking in and not acting like they're forgotten. That's so, that was, that's so like, powerful. I've taken up the habit of when I call friends that have been through horrible things, um, they've lost loved ones in the line of duty. And I've just said, look, I don't know what to say. I'm afraid I'll say the wrong thing, but I've been your friend for a long time, so I'm just calling to say hello, and we can talk about whatever you want to talk about or not talk at all. Yes. It's just being there. Being there as a friend and letting them know you're there. That's huge. So important. And not project. One of the things I had, one of the fears, and this is that I hear from a lot of other people too, I didn't call because I was afraid of saying the wrong thing. So don't project what the conversation is going to be like. As a friend of mine said, hey, go hang out with him. 
my father was dying of cancer, as a matter of fact, and this is where it came from. And I was like, well, what do I do? What do I say? And he said, look, you moron, just hang out with him and talk about what he wants to talk about. Right. What a concept. Yeah. Go do what he wants to do. We watched NASCAR. Yeah. We did all kinds of things together that I wouldn't normally do because I want to spend time with him. And this is what we're talking about doing. Yes, there's important things that involve lawyers and everything else, but just hanging out and talking with them like this is the same person you've always known, I think is invaluable. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell us, how can people get more details about the Wounded Blue and what they can do to help? They can go to our website, thewoundedblue.org. They can go to our Facebook page, The Wounded Blue. Um, All of our information is on both those sites. I'm on Facebook, uh, Jennifer Hill. um, Feel free. I mean, my page is public, so it's fine to reach me there. Um, I, you know, if you're an injured officer, please message me. I can get you in touch with any of our peer advocates. That's what we are here for, to assist in any way we can. If you just need to to talk to someone, that's what we're here for. If you need help in some way, you know, um, locally, we I, we've got resources. We can get you in touch with someone. Whatever I can do to help, that's what I'm here for. I'm an advocate for you. You you're not alone. That is the message that we want to convey. And please don't try to handle it by yourself and isolate and withdraw. Absolutely. Because what winds up happening is you wind up withdrawing from people that matter too, uh, just the loved right. ones. And it becomes a bigger scenario. Uh, and certainly, I want to talk uh, to those who are struggling right now. Don't fall into the trap of self-medicating and withdrawing you know with alcohol and these other things because that just makes matters far 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 worse please reach out for help reach out to us at law enforcement today you can send me an email it's j at law or check out the folks at the wounded blue one more time what is your website address and facebook page it is the woundedblue.org and then on facebook it's the wounded blue Jennifer Hill, thanks so much. We appreciate you joining us on the Law Enforcement Today show. Thank you so much, Jay. It was a pleasure. We are happy to report. After recording this episode with Jennifer Hill, we were advised by Jennifer that the city of Norwalk, Connecticut is now paying Officer Rizal workers' compensation. Now, it's not totally done. They're giving them back pay. They haven't settled on all the surgeries and all the, the cost of the health care, but It's good to know that the city of Norwalk, Connecticut is heading in the right direction, and we will keep you advised. I'd like to thank our guests so much for coming on the Law Enforcement Today show. We've got another great guest heading your way next week. Don't miss it. Until then, this is John J. Wiley. See ya. (laughs) 